Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So it's brother, can you spare a dime? My God shall supply my need. Don't have to because I am a seed. every good. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Ray. Welcome to When Christian Speak Talk Radio. Of course, today's uh, message uh, topic is the bread of life. Amen. And hopefully, the Reverend Robert may be joining us. I'm not sure yet. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about Noah and um, salvation and grace and uh, what's going on in our world today. So it's going to be a variety of different things. They all tie in together. Okay. So we are grateful um, for that, Amen. So we're gonna definitely do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of everything um, today. Let's go ahead, and open up in a word of prayer. Father God, we come today first to say thank you, thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. Thank you for the things that you are doing in our life, God. Thank you for every miracle, God. Thank you for every healing that has taken place, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus for the victories that have not yet even appeared, that will appear for the people of God. God, we pray for those that are sick and and those that are shedding. We pray for those that are downtrodden, God. We pray for those that are going through wars and rumors of wars, God. We pray for your mercy and your grace to come for a second, God. We pray for those that are going through issues, God, with the weather and the storms. And we pray for families that have lost loved ones because of senseless evilness of the heart of men, God. We pray not just only for the United States, for those things of the world, God. We pray even for our enemies, God, that they will see the Jesus, Lord Jesus, that we will live our life, that we might become star, light, and power, that they won't see us, but they will see you, Lord Jesus. We pray today, God, for the healing of the land, God. So come, Holy Spirit, come with all your mad. Mike, and you said that, and so we pray for this particular broadcast, God. We pray that we will say the words to encourage someone's heart, God, to remind someone that we've been bought with a price, to remind someone that you're coming back real soon, God. But this time it won't be rain, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we'll be in the right place, in the right mindset, and God, and be willing digitally seeking out of the things that you come, Holy Spirit, come, come today. In Christ's name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm trying to mess with my microphone right on my phone, really. And I'm going to see if I can turn up. We hear the noise in the background. That's me trying to make some adjustments to make sure you guys can hear me clearly. Okay? Then, uh, let's try this for see how it works. Like I said, our topic is actually coming out on the note. I was talking to uh, Reverend Robin, my, my cousin, and I think it was yesterday, I believe, and she was sharing some things with me about Noah and, and the, 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 the flood and the building of the ark. And um, we sort of got it um, together 
uh, about um, different things that was going on with Noah at the time and following the instructions of God to build the ark and, and all that. So we're going to get into all of that. We're also going to look at, um, let me just go to another page. I'm multitasking now, so bear with the brother. <laughs> um, we could get into all of that. Amen. And, um, um, amen. Amen. So one of the things I, I, I wanted to bring up, first part I'm coming out of is Genesis um, 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 chapter 6. I'm going to start at the beginning of that. One of the things that I want to talk to you about real briefly as we get things said, but I think Reverend Robin just joined us. Amen. So we appreciate her joining us. Amen. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about is, uh, is, is this basic idea of the relationship that Noah had with God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, 8 through 9, said, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And said the nine verses after the generation of Noah. Noah, it said that Noah was a just man and a perfect in his generation, in his generation, and Noah walked with God. So those are things we need to realize uh, first. <laughs> that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And when you, before we get into the ease of the reading of it, the one of the things that we have to understand now, this year 2023, that we have grace. Okay. There's a grace that has been given to us because of Jesus Christ. You know, there's a grace, you know, because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And now, now Noah was during an evil time where the wickedness of man was so strong, and uh, such that God had made a decision to destroy all of mankind except for Noah and his family. A total of eight people were surviving. Okay? So the thing, and even now, you know, we got to realize that no matter what. It's going on because it seems like there's so much wickedness and evilness in this world right now that we have to continue to hold on and stand firm in that which we believe, which is Jesus Christ. We have to hold on to his word. We got to hold on to his promise and everything because God made a covenant with Noah at that time. God made a covenant with Noah. Amen. Reverend Robert, you with us? Yes, I am, Reverend Ray. Bless the Lord. How are you? How was how was everyone out there in broadcasting land? All is well. Bless God. All right. So, um, so, Reverend Robin, Robin, um, we're gonna do this together. Reverend Robin, we're gonna do this together. Amen. Um, You brought up some interesting points. I want to read first. Okay, this is coming out of Genesis chapter six. Okay, and and verse one it says, and it came to pass. When men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they choose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive, shall not always strive, with, for that he, for that he also is flesh, yes, that his days should be a hundred and twenty years. And he said, My spirit shall not always of start with flesh. In other words, God's beginning to limit the the days, the days that would take place. But he's going to, you know, things is going to take place, okay? And verse 4 said, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, and the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown, men of renown. And that, that particular word of circumstance, what is up real quick? It says, 
they, they they were known. They were people. They had fame and everything like that. Uh, Reverend Robin had talked about that earlier. That we believe they were uh, what the scripture does. They, they were they were considered to be uh, fallen angels. They had decided to sleep with men. They became giants in the land. But that's not the part of it. And verse five is where I'm going. It said, "And God said the wickedness of men was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only." Evil continually. It's a nonstop evil. And if that don't sound like today in a season of time that we're living in, and Jesus prophesied and said, that don't sound like now, I don't know what will. Continually evil. I mean, every thought process, everything they did was evil. It came off like in the beginning was good, but there was evil intent behind it. Okay? And the scripture says, verse 6, it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. Verse 7 says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeper things, and the vowels of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made man. Now, but then we get into the part. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He says, These are the generation of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Scripture goes over and says, Noah begged three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay? Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. And, um, and it said, the Bible said, the earth was, was also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Filled with violence. And we, we said, I don't know how bad it was. I wasn't back there, but all I see right now is going on with. And it can be discouraging to see nothing but evilness and filled with violence, school shootings, shootings, mall shootings, wars, and wars. But Jesus said all these things will come to pass. So, you know, we should know that this is just prophecy covered in the past. Okay? Fear with man. God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said to know the end of all flesh. Has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. He said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms shall thou make in the ark, and shall pit it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion of where God began to give them instructions how, how what to do about this ark. Okay? And, um, and um, verse 18 says, But with thee I will establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy son's wife with you. And of every living thing of flesh, to every soul, God again giving him instruction, what's going to come into the ark with him? Okay, what's going to come into the ark with him? You know, even now, God is constantly giving us instructions of what we should be doing. This is a, a time and a season that we should be seeking the Lord like crazy. This is a time and season we should be studying the word. This is a time and a season you know, not based off law or anything, that we should really have a, that intimacy of relationship with God with all that was going on. Going on. This is the time and season for us to be standing in a holy place, you know, standing in a holy place, knowing that our redemption is going on, knowing that Jesus is come. Revelation, the end of Revelation, is that even so, come, Lord Jesus, even so. We're living in that time, man. You know, it's only by the grace of God. You know, it's only by the grace of God. There was there was grace and there was a time frame given to Noah so Noah to be able to to uh, be obedient to the task that God had given him to do. To do. I'm amazed. There's there's some 
um, different ideas on how long it took. North some said it's 120 years. Um, when I did some more research, they said they're probably about 60. Whatever, that is really important. But the fact of the point is that Noah was obedient to the things of God. You know, with the enemies all around him. You know, no doubt, him talking about it's going to rain and this is going to take place and everybody not seeing any rain because um, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. The room probably stop. But all these things are taking place, you know. All these things are taking place, amen. So this this is the answer. We're going to get into some, some these scriptures in a little bit. I want to just hear from Reverend Robert real quick. Um, amen. I mean, I think it's just so much of telling of who Noah is unto God, you know. Um, the scriptures before 8, God, God was just saying how much wickedness man had come into on the earth and every imagination and thoughts. And you have covered this already, uh, Reverend Ray, of the hearts was only evil continually. Can you imagine being so wicked and so evil not only in action but in thoughts, that it repents God that he even made them. Can you imagine the environment? But within that environment, he found one. Mm-hmm. He found one that he could use to, to shower his grace upon. And God desires to shed his grace upon us. He desires, you know, to, to, to love on mankind. And it's just awesome. You know, it says that Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. You know, it didn't say that that Noah was a perfect man. It said he was a just man. And you would have Mm -hmm. to say it says he was perfect in his generations. Well, can you imagine God has already said what this generation was like, how wicked they were, how evil they were, how their imaginations. And... So we want to think, you know, when we read this, the only thing he really says is that he was a just man, mm-hmm. perfect in his generation. So can you imagine he was above that wickedness? He wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. you know, of all men, but just in what God had to compare him to. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, the wickedness and the evilness and all of their thoughts. In the midst of all of that, he could find someone that's perfect in his generation. Yeah. I mean, so we can sit and we can think of ourselves and we can see where we fall short and and where we could do better, you know, as, as a as a child of God and as serving God and being a servant unto God and to what he would have us to do. And we can look around and see the evilness and see the wickedness. And it's not a matter of judging, but it's a matter of being just before God, being a just person before God, if that if it makes sense. What I'm trying to say kind of comes across. It's like he wasn't perfect. But in the generation, and and I'll give you an example. If you go to pick up some fruit, okay, you're out, you know, you know they have stands on the side of the road, and there's a whole basket of of apples, basket of apples. You see really damaged, some with worms, some just, you know, I can't even eat that, you know, and you see one that's bruised a little bit. 
But in the midst of what it is, it is the most perfect one in the basket. You know, it doesn't mean that he is perfect, but he was the most perfect who was there. So I say all that to say that sometimes we look at ourselves and we think that we can't be used by God. If you're the only one that's perfect in that situation in which God finds you, then God can use you. That's right. Just as he used Noah. You know, and I think that's just I think that's just how much God is seeking for someone he can use. Someone that he can use to to share to just pour out his grace and to pour out his love. Someone that he can use to be able to to spread his word, to try to tell someone else of someone that he can use. I mean, we don't have to be without without um, spot or blemish, and we know that Jesus Christ is coming back for a church that's without spot and blemish. But if our if our identity is in within Christ Jesus and not within ourselves, then we are going to be without spot or blemish. But outside of that, God can use us right where we are. And he knew that in in Noah, he could use Noah. If he had to look amongst all that was there in that basket, he could use Noah. And that that should be an encouragement to, to us, that if God can find us just before him, looking looking and seeking, have our heads turned towards him, then he can use us. I mean, so I just I just think that that's just an awesome thing, you know. And I had mentioned, you know, to Reverend Ray that even over in Second um, Peter, you know, where he said that that Noah was a, a righteous man, a preaching righteous man, you know, going forth, and he only had that one message that it, it's going to rain. <laughs> so sometimes, no matter what the small of the task that God has for us as long as we are performing that task that he has for us. I mean, a lot of times we look yeah. for big tasks, but it's in those small tasks. He just wants you to do something small, and that small thing is just double obedience. Not only tell them it's going to rain, but he was a living epistle of building that boat to show that it was. Amen? Amen. I mean, I like what you said, that his, his message was it's going to rain, but his testimony was in in the belly of the ark, you know. His testimony is is in his sermon was in his accent of what he was doing, you know. And I'm sure that there that we mankind was in Christmas, there was act what he was doing. And he wasn't just quiet, you know. And everything that he got to already already told him that all the, him and his family would be saved. But I'm sure they knew, you know, they they had they um they got the message. What other thing you was talking about is his, 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 um, his, the righteousness in verse chapter 7, Genesis chapter 7. It's in the Lord said unto Noah, Come down in all thy house into the ark. For thee I have I seen righteousness before me in this, again, it goes back into this generation. Okay? In this, I've seen righteousness, Job. I mean, I've seen righteousness, Noah, in this generation. You and yours. And just, so, you know, we. we what does that say for us if we continue to serve God? And we, he'll see not our righteousness, but he'll see the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So we're saved because of the righteousness of God, not, not because of our righteousness. Our righteousness has become self-righteous, and it's filthy. Okay, it's like filthy rest. 
but the righteousness of the son, that that is holy, you know. It's holy. It's holy. You know, amen. It's so it's holy. And the other thing, uh, let me go back to my notes here. There we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, amen. And well, unless I begin to look at this, uh, one of the things that I thought about Reverend Robin is, is that the grace of God, you know, for knowing his family. He had already made a God him determination that he was going to store it, you know. He was, you know, he wasn't going to go back on that. But what Noah did, you know, at that time, you know, it's a hope for us, even there's hope for us, you know, for us to let us see. Not everybody's going to receive the word of God. Not everybody's going to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord. For those that, that believe that he is the son of the living God, you know, and die for the sins, you know, and 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 seek after him and everything, you know, they believe in the heart, they say love to the believe in the heart and confess with the mouth, the same shall be saved. You know, there's so there's hope for those that um, might be at a, at a place where they see all the destruction, all the wars. I mean, you can barely walk out your door and somebody's doing something, um, incest, there's rape, all of these things are going on. As the, the as the, the end of days are coming closer, again I go back to what I said before. This is the time that we stand in that place with Jesus Christ. We stand in in agreement with Him. You know that no matter what comes and stuff like that, you know that we will continue to serve God. We our Christians are dying, are being killed, even as we speak. Maybe not in the United States, so so to speak, but in other countries because they decided to make a stand for Christ. Christians that believe in the Son of the Living God, that are spreading the gospel. Okay, that are spreading the gospel. I want to read the scripture. It's coming as Zachariah. I know I said it. Zechariah chapter twelve, verse ten. Zachariah. We all forget a brother. And it says, and this is the scripture says, "I will pour upon the house of David, upon the inhabitants of Judah, the spirit of grace." Okay and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourner for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is bitterness for a spiritual. The, the spirit of grace, all that, that took place with, with Christ, he still has allowed us to have that spirit of grace. That spirit of grace. We're in that time now, Okay. You know, God made a covenant um, that he won't destroy the earth like he did before with the flood. He made a covenant. He put a rainbow in the sky or a bow in the sky to to just, uh, uh, to show Noah and show people that you know, it can be like this next time around. It won't be like that. I mean, you know, we know that the revelation, what revelations talk about, we're not going to get really into the public ship. But I, I guess the reason that I, that I particularly like this message, but for us, it gives us hope. For us, it's let us know, and even though that no matter what is going on all around us, that to seek God, to seek after the things of God. You know, don't look to the left, don't look to the right, but to seek after the things of God. Okay. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9, it says, there, Therefore, remain the rest. The rest. Who's the rest? Jesus. Therefore, remain a rest for the people of God. Who's the people of God? We that are called by his name. 
you know, we that have accepted Jesus Christ, we are the people of God. There may, there's a rest for us. Even though there's wickedness, even though there's evil, it says there's remaining a rest for the people of God. For he that is entered in his rest, talking about Jesus, he also seeks of his own works, as God did from us, did from his. Let us therefore, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. And fall at the same example of unbelief, of unbelief. Noah believes that God said he's going to he's going to do it. Noah has faith and believed that. He believed that. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing thunder of souls and of spirit, and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is is not manifested is not manifest in his faith, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him for whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, y'all, here it is. And we have a great high priest that is passing to the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. In other words, it's not a time for us to get weary and well done. It's not a time for us to get it's not a time to have to escape but our escape lies in Jesus Christ. Okay, hold fast. For we have not a priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities or our infirmities or our sickness or our problems and life and what's going on around us and stuff. But what's also in all tempted like we are as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, to mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. In the time of need. We are not alone in this. We are not going through all this. Right now. There is all the war, the, uh, the, the, the carrying on of the war, the rules of war, all the things that are going on in, in, in Israel and and, and, and some of the other different countries and stuff like that, even here in the United States and everything, all the the, the, the division and everything, we are those that are called by God. We know what to do. We seek after the faith. We intercede. We pray, you know, and stuff like that. We come together. We, we are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Amen. We are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Uh, Reverend Robert, you got anything? Oh, I I definitely, you know, agree with you that our identity must be in Christ Jesus. You know, that's that's our saving grace is to be found in Christ Jesus. Um, because as you said, you know, um, these are times that are truly the same times as what Noah was in, you know, wicked and evil in every imagination of their heart. I mean, it's almost like a continual repeat of Judges, which, you know, the entire theme of the book of Judges is that everyone did what they thought was right in their very own eyes. And that's, and you know, that's what we're living in here. But at this time, in this season, Jesus is the answer. He's the sole answer. And our identity needs to be in Christ Jesus. Um, he And he, the scripture said that he came. You know, that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, his only begotten son, that, that none shall perish, but all shall have eternal life. That is the ultimate hope, you know, and it, and, it, and it's just, it's beyond what it was during Noah time where only Noah and his family were saved, you know. But God right. has sent his best. He sent his very best 
and all that accept Jesus Christ will be saved. All who have their identity identity hidden in Jesus Christ shall be saved. God's word will not return void. It will it will go forth and do exactly what it says. If he said he sent his only begotten son so that we shall live, then, then that is what the truth is. You know, and then it's, it's just a matter of accepting him. Because during this, this generation that we're living in here, Oh my goodness! Everything that that is good is now bad, and that which is bad is now good, and everything is upside down. And and it's you know I want to live my truth, and I want to speak my truth, and I want to do what I want to do, and all of those things that the guidelines of God, the statutes of God, have have just been thrown out the window. And so it is it is truly important that we be centered and grounded in Christ Jesus. Because God's way is the truth, the way, and the light, not man. It says, let every man be a lie and God be true. You know, so it's it's mm. truly during these times that not only um, do we run into him and we are saved, I mean, but we see grace. We receive that grace and we receive mercy, you know, because no flesh shall glory before God. But if we're hidden in Christ Jesus and our identity is in him, when God looks upon us, he sees the very best because he sees his son. And his son is the very best. His son is that is that lamb that's without spot or wrinkle. So he is that unblemished church, you know, and we are his church. We are his bride. And if we're hidden in him, we are as unblemished as he is because it is not our holiness because our holiness, as my brother has just said, is just as filthy rags. But what we are is we're hidden in Christ Jesus. That's where our identity is. That he is our savior. He's our refuge. He's our high tower. He is everything that we need during this time. And more than anything, you know, there are so many instances where you can say more than anything. But for right now, he is our peace in the midst of all of these things that are going on in the world. He is our peace. He is our mind regulator. We can look around and see what's happening, but we can say, but God, he has already forewarned us of this. But God, he has already accepted me. He's accepted you. So, but God, we are safe. No matter what the outcome, we are yet safe. And so we can go through without our heart being troubled, without being fearful, without we can go through with peace, seeing what is around, having a heart of what's going around and a compassion to pray, to pray, to pray, but yet and still have peace within us. You know, and have a rest because our rest is in Christ Jesus and Him alone. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. Also, I want to go and um, look at First Peter chapter 3, um, starting verse 18, says, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, just for the un- He may bring us to God. And Reverend Roberts was talking about everything that Christ did was to bring us into a relationship with God, okay? Being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached into the spirits in prison which sometimes were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark they prepared him within few, that his eight souls were saved by water. The light figure wearing to even baptism does also now save us, not putting away of the filth of the flesh, 
but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 22 says, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. Angels and authorities being made subject to him. So it talks about again about the long-suffering of God, the long-suffering, the, the patience of God, the, the mercy of God, the grace of God. Because God could have said, like, I'm just showing everybody. And started. He could have did it, but he didn't. He saw Noah and everything like that. He saw the righteousness of Noah. He saw the goodness of Noah. So even though and he saw that Noah was perfect for his in his generation, you know, not, not, like Robert gave Reverend Robert gave an example about that the one apple in a whole basket that wasn't perfect, but it was better than all the rest. <laughs> that was better than all the rest of the apples in the day. So God, you know, a lot of times we look at ourselves and think that we're not this, but we we got to look at it from a different perspective. How does God see us? Oh, I'm not accomplished. Oh, I'm not smart enough. Or I don't have a good speech and everything. Uh, and everything. I don't know how to pray. But how does God see you? You know, how does God see you? Because I guarantee you, God sees you differently, see us differently than what we see ourselves. You know? Okay, he sees the better scripture. But go over real quick is um, chapter eleven, verses six to ten. Says, but without faith, it's impossible to preach. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Noah believed. Noah had faith. It says, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the statement of his house, by which he condemned the world by which he condemned the world and became heirs of righteousness, which is faith. Noah. And then it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out of a place which he should should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned into the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac, and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a which has who's bitter and maker of God. This is a time that we, we just can't say the word faith, but it has to come from the inside. This is a teaching that has to come from the inside and everything, you know. The world is going to be the world. That won't ever change until the end of, end of time, the, the, the revelation begin to come past. But our task is to stand firm, okay, and see the salvation of the Lord, and see and wait and see what God's going to do. His promises are coming to pass. His word won't return to his word. Everything to do came to pass. Everything he said to us in this day, even from a Christian point of view, is coming to pass if it has not already. Our task is to stand firm. Our task is to continue to believe and to have faith. Amen. I'm telling you to do that. Amen. Let me see. Amen. Um, I'm going to read one more scripture. I'm going to give it back yeah, to you. And that's one thing that you pointed out in that scripture in verse 20 of First Peter 3, 20. You know, it says, which mm-hmm. sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing. 
wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by that water. 120 years, God was long-suffering, and he was waiting, just long-suffering. And during that time, Noah was, was preaching. Yeah. He was preaching the word, and God withheld his wrath. He withheld his judgment, waiting to see if during that generation who was going to turn to him. Who is God waiting on now? What is God waiting on now? Because what we are seeing in our generation, I believe, is probably just as bad as what was being seen, if not worse, in that generation. So if God has not come forth with his judgment and his his wrath, he is still in a place of long-suffering and waiting for all who are going to accept Jesus Christ to accept Jesus Christ. So our role during this time is just as Noah, is to preach that something is coming. you got to get ready. Mm-hmm. It's coming. You know, judgment is coming. We must get ready. I'm building this ark. You know, he's building it every day. He don't have to say anything because that's his testimony. That's his witness. That's his preaching. Right, you know? right. It's coming. A flood is coming. The rain is coming. It's been coming, you know. And, and it's the same in this day. We can look around and we say, we can look around and just know with, deep within us, God is soon coming. Mm. You know, God is coming. So we need to soon be prepared. And our preparation is accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because he is the only thing that will be able to save us from the wrath of God. He says, but he was long-suffering. How many of us can say that that we we are thankful that he was long-suffering with us before our Mm. eyes were opened and before we were enlightened to see him? I know we can be so thankful that thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for coming to save me. And thank you, God, for the long suffering of waiting for my eyes to be open, that I hear the message and that my ears finally open to hear the message. Because the message is being preached, the message is going out, but there's a deaf ear and a blind eye to it. But God is yet in this place, this space of grace where we find ourselves right now, where he is being long-suffering. But, you know, we're beyond the place of where there's wars and rumors of wars, you know, because it's all over, everywhere. The wickedness is all over. You know, the, the disrespect of God, the dishonoring of God, it's all over. Man has gone to the point where they think they are God. But God's long-suffering, God is God's long-suffering that we have to be so thankful of. Thank you, God, for your long-suffering. Amen? Amen. Amen. Long-suffering, you know, that God has that, that grace and that mercy is that somebody may be listening, you know, um, when is your time, you know? Where are you at right now? What's your place? You know, you know, 
I know that for myself there were times, I, I will be honest, I did not want to, I grew up in the church, raised in the church, very young age, always went to church like three times a week. When I got of age, I got away from the church, man. I ran fast, <laughs> you know. But like Ralph was talking about, that's their long suffering. I had to go through some things for me to come to terms. Uh, uh, like, no, I look, I, I need God. I need Jesus. It took some passing away of some loved ones, actually, to be honest. It took a passing away of some loved ones for me to come into relationship. Like, dude, if you, where will you spend eternity? Did you, did you grow up? You knew. But I had to, my mama couldn't do it for me. My family, the pastor, they couldn't do it. I had to make up my own decision and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord myself. Same principle for you. I don't know where you are. Maybe you you seem like to you, but you're okay for right now. You want to continue doing the, the, the things, but there's a hand that's being written on the wall right now. There's warning shots going across the world. Uh, there are warning shots being shot. Uh, there's a do not enter sign and various being put in your place. And so, so at some point, you know, we're going to have to make that decision. And it's not when I will be there, but it's in God's hands. If the Holy Spirit will begin to convict and bring you to right relationship with him. Not everybody, because some people will listen, some people won't. This is a message for somebody today, that God is calling you. That God is calling you to a right relationship with him. Here, Jesus has his arms wide open just for you, for such a time as this, just for you. Yeah, you did may have did all kinds of stuff and did all kinds of stuff and and uh, all that kind of stuff, but he's there just for you. You can be part of the kingdom. You can be part of the uh, eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, not saying that the trials and tribulations and stuff you go go to end, you know. Jesus said to himself, hey, look, if they, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. But the guarantee you have is the eternal life with the Father. Okay? That's what you have. That's what we have. It's that eternal life, that relationship, that intimacy, that love with God that passes all understanding. We'll never be able to understand the love of God, you know, in the least, not in our, in the, in our earthly time anyway. But he's there for you, who, whoever you are, wherever you are. You don't have to do this alone. My prayer that is that God would send ministering angels, you know, to you, you know, people that have been called for such a time to minister to you, to show you a more excellent way. That you don't have to work, you have to go through the rain and the flood and all that kind of stuff. But you still might have to go through it. But you're not alone. That you will find a resting place. That you will find a, a, a ark. God will place you into an ark to save not only you, but also your family. And not only that, to save your soul, to save your spirit, because that's what he does. It's not God's desire for any man to perish. It's not his desire for any man to perish. None. That says a lot. That says a lot. But he gives us choice. So there comes a time that you're going to have to, we have to choose this day who will we serve. 
We don't know how much time we got left on this earth. Every day someone's leaving. Every single day someone's taking their last breath. Every single day. We don't know. Amen. Amen. Let me see. I'm going to read one That's more scripture. Well, you know, it says so much as, as to what you said. And, it's you know, it's hard to, I mean, when you start to think of a remnant, you know, and scripture tells us that Noah was preaching. He was righteous. He was mm-hmm. a righteous preacher, you know. And such a small remnant of man went into the ark. And it would be just hard to to fathom or to believe that there were others who wanted to come in and after Noah had preached righteousness and that, that God's wrath was coming and we needed to be saved and this ark was a saving, you know, spot, that anyone who wanted to come in, he would not have allowed to come in. Mm-hmm. But it says only he and seven others made it in. When you start talking and thinking about the remnant, that's a really small amount. But Noah preached this for 120 years. Can you imagine how far gone the, the generation was, how, how totally deaf they were to the word, and how totally they were blind to the word? But God had that space of grace, 120 years, for others to to make a turn. But now we have Jesus. And he says he he sent Jesus so that none shall perish, but that all shall live. He sent his very best. So, and Jesus is our salvation. He is our Savior. Just like that ark during that time was a saving place for people. It saved life. It mm-hmm. saved animals. It saved lives. Jesus is that point for us now. He is our salvation because this world is truly going to cease. And we need a we we all need a Savior. We need a way to reconcile back unto God. And he's given us that space of grace right now to hear the word and to respond to the word with our hearts to just to just to believe. Because salvation is a is a belief factor. It's it's a faith factor. It's it's a matter of simply believing in his son. And to believe that we need a savior. And that we too can enter into a place of rest and knowing that we are safe. And that place being in in Christ Jesus, who wants nothing more than to save us. He came to save us. And that, that that was his role. That is the good news of the gospel is that we don't have to depend on man. We don't have to depend on ourselves because we have a Savior which opens us up to having the Holy Spirit indwell us, that, then it opens us up to have that, that relationship once more um, restored with God. But let's not be in a generation that does not hear. Let us hear. And you know, it's like when he knock upon your heart, it says, harden not your heart. When he knocks upon that heart, 
you know, to receive him as he knocks upon the, our hearts and that, you know, that that we allow him in because he wants, it's what it says, that it says that, I'll read it for you, that's in, it's in Hebrews. Um, it says, harden not your hearts unto him in that time. The same, the way that they had done before when when he was, you know, grieved when he brought them out of Exodus and they would not believe in who he was, you know. He says, let us therefore, let's him try to get to the right scripture and give it to you so I don't want to give you the wrong scripture. Um, okay, here we're going to, um, four. We're going to start down at six. Hebrews 4, verse 6, Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. You know, it's you know, he's knocking. He's like he's in that space of grace. Uh, He's, he, the word is going out from so many people, from so many pastors, from so many evangelists, and just from so many just simple followers of Christ. The word is going out. Time is getting short. He's going to return soon. Accept his son. Be saved. Be safe. Come on. Accept his son. Believe. There is another way. He, he, he's waiting for you. You know, we're in that space of grace of when he's waiting. Amen. Bless God. Amen. I want to uh, thank you, Reverend Robert. Thank you for all that you just said. I want to leave on this note. We almost out of time, all right, because these are all warning. Even this message is not uh, it's a message that uh, hopefully will bring forth us to either to both repentance and to make sure that we have that re- Intimacy, their relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, because of the season of the time, but more than because of the season, of the time, because of our love for Christ and God loves for us. You know what I mean? It's His love for us that uh, that allow us to be uh, give us the grace. It's His love for us that want us to live and not die. But the scripture I want to, the last scripture I want to read is again coming out of Genesis chapter seven. This is verse sixteen. The only one, just this one. It says. And they that went in, talk about Noah and his families and all the animals, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And this, the last part is that, and the Lord shut him in. And the Lord shut him in. When we talk about grace, we talk about mercy, we talk about long suffering. But the worst thing to be is to be shut out. You know, from the promises and uh, the things that God wants, has desired for us. They said the Lord shut him in, meaning that even if Noah wanted to, he couldn't help anybody because he didn't shut the door. 
This is scripture says that God shed him in. This is for me when I think about it like this. This is a, a time sensitive thing. Why do I use the word time sensitive? Because again, we don't know what day we're going to take our last breath upon this land. We don't know what period of time when Jesus will come back and crack the scab, <laughs> come back with the shout, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those that remain should be caught up. We don't know. And then at that period of time, to be honest with you, it's too late. Some people may disagree with that, but I'm going I'm by what the scripture said. Once the Lord shut him in, those that realized that they was lost, I, 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 in my mind, I can, can see, I can imagine them trying to get to the boat or trying to get on the boat. There was no way in. Because the door was shut. It was sealed. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do next, um, Reverend Robin, I'm going to ask you to close this out. And I'm going to go to you and ask you also to just reach out to people, maybe somebody listening that don't know the plan of salvation, don't know how to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord. Maybe they never had to do it before or whatever and stuff like that. Whatever the words that you do is fine, you know, and stuff. But I just feel that need to, to offer that, you know, to offer Christ. Not us, you know, thing, and not, uh, not, but offer Christ. This is what this is about. It's about Christ, man. It's about Jesus Christ. You know, it's about where you're going to spend your eternity at. You know, where will you spend your eternity at? Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for yet an opportunity, Lord God, just to just to speak of you to others, Lord. Just to, to you said if you be lifted up on high that you would draw man unto you. So Father, we pray that someone who listens to this broadcast, Lord God, that, that you would prick their hearts, Lord God. Not us, Lord God, but by your word, by your spirit, Lord. Because Father, you say you know where each and every one of us are, Lord God. There is no one, no matter where they are, that are hidden unto you. So, Father, we pray, Lord God, that this word falls on fertile land, Lord God, and within our heart, that someone is looking for a way of escape, looking for a way out, looking for hope, looking for peace, Lord, and all of those things we know are found solely in you. But, Lord God, a peace that surpasses our very own understanding, a peace that surpasses any situation we may find ourselves in. Father, a peace that's full of hope, that's full of comfort, Lord God. So, Father, we know, Lord God, that you are willing and you want to just shed your grace and you want to to shed your love in the hearts of mankind, Lord God. So I just pray, Lord God, that someone right now, Lord God, would just take a moment, Lord God, Father, just to look internally, Lord God. It has nothing to do with anyone else, Lord God, but it has to do all with you. That, Father, that they would just turn their inner eye and inner ear, Lord God, and just lift up their heads unto you, Lord God, and just recognize you, that recognize you as Lord, recognize you as God, recognize you as the creator, Lord, and Father, just confess, Lord God, with their mouth that you are Lord, Lord, that you are Jesus, that they would just believe in their heart, Lord God. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. It doesn't have to be audible, Lord God, It's because you hear 
every thought before it's even spoken, Lord God, but that, that their hearts are turned towards you, that they're looking, Lord God, for a Savior, that they're looking for a place of refuge, Lord God, and they just turn unto you and can say that I believe, Lord God, for some reason on this day I felt different. It penetrated my mind, Lord God. It penetrated my ears and it came into my heart. And I, Lord God, believe that your son, Jesus Christ, Lord God, he was raised from the dead, that I shall be saved, that we shall be saved, Lord God. For, God, you said that for my man's heart, Lord God, we believe it unto righteousness, unto the mouth, Confession is made unto salvation. That salvation and that confession only needs to be made unto God and to God alone. From your heart that you just accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And from there, just allow God to do the work in your heart. Allow God to come and rest within you, Lord. Allow him to just shed his love abroad, his love just to be shed abroad in your heart. And watch how he would just change you in the midst of any situation that you're in. He doesn't expect us to come to him as a perfect person because it is we cannot do the cleansing of ourselves. That is the work of Christ. That is the work that God does within us. So we just thank God right now for anyone who just stopped and paused and just had a moment with the Lord. It's a personal moment. It's nothing that you have to explain to anyone. It is a conversation that you have with God. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ, you just had that short little conversation with him, then you can rest assured that you are one of his children because that is what he asks for us. So I just thank God right now for whomever may hear this, whomever God has this for, Thank God for your accepting him as your Lord and Savior, for your recognizing, Lord, the Lord, our Christ, Lord God, and recognizing his Father as God of all. So I just praise God right now. I praise God for his long suffering. I praise God that he gives us time to get it right with him. Just in, And getting it right with him is not in our actions, but it's in our heart of belief. That's what gets it right before God. So I just thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are a long-suffering and patient God, and I thank you that you are gracious and loving, that, Father, that, that you desire that no one perish, but that everyone have an eternal life with you. So, Father, we praise you on this night. We thank you for this word, Lord. We thank you for what you are showing us in the story of Noah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that Jesus Christ is our refuge, our high tower, that he is our saving grace, Lord God, that he has come and died for all of our sins, that we do not have to die for them, that our identity is hid within him, that we are safe and we are saved, and we thank God for it. And it's in Christ Jesus' name that we do pray and say amen and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord. Awesome prayer. We want to thank for those that have been listening and those who will be listening later on. We pray that you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Be blessed and know that God loves you and he cares about you and he's still knocking at your door, amen, wherever you are. And don't be weary and well-doing, okay? Stand fast. Be steadfast in the things of God, amen. God bless you. Thank you, Reverend Robin. You enjoy the rest of yeah, be blessed. Amen. Thank you. God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.